Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant-Man and once again I'm joined by a resident shamanic practitioner and counsellor Heather Heaton. Hi. I'm also delighted to welcome back uh, Amanda B onto the show. Um, she's the second time she's been on the show. She was on our impromptu episode which we'll speak of more of in a moment. Uh, episode 30, Does Humanity Have a Future? Hello Amanda. Hello, great to be here. Thank you very much. So today is um, episode 35 and this is entitled Life's Labyrinth. So a very intriguing title, I think uh, you'll both agree. Yes. So I'll explain the context to our listener listeners. So basically this relates to a story of our own journey into our own personal labyrinths, which we had, um, it was last um, autumn uh, and we went to Avebury, all three of us. And um, basically, uh, throughout the day, we had a set of experiences that were very intriguing. I think you'll both agree. And they were bringing to our awareness um, issues or parts of ourselves that maybe we were unaware of. So maybe, you know, part of our shadow self. And um, it was, yeah, it was a very, a very interesting day. I think you'll agree, Heather. Yeah. You say parts of ourselves that we weren't that aware of before we got there. I'd had several falls, if you remember. I'd actually fallen over and hurt myself several times leading up to that one. Mm. That was the last one. So it was a little bit more than things about myself I didn't realise. I went right up on my back. Sure. <laughs> Witnessed by my good friends here. Mm. Um, and so that was a bit of a shake-up, uh, yes. Yeah, but we mm. had a very, very interesting experience. Um, shall I just um, elaborate a little bit more, yeah, sure. Ant? Um, we went to Avebury to join in with Peter Knight and his nighttime walk around the stones, which is a fascinating thing to do. Mm-hmm. But what we hadn't realised, that he'd cancelled the day because it was... a. Do you remember how... It was that awful drizzly rain mm. with dark, dark grey clouds hanging right over everything. Very misty as well mm. with the damp and the mm. and, and the drizzle. Um, but we sort of we still went gung-ho <laughs> along and thought we were just still, never mind, we're brave and we walk out in nature and we're okay and we're all wrapped up warm and cosy with our hats and we didn't care what we looked like. And we got there to the pub and we'll we'll go and get a nice hot drink in the pub and sit there in the pub. And we saw him stood just outside the door through the window. Do you remember? (laughs) Waving Mm. at him. (laughs) And we were waving at him gallantly as people were coming up to him and he was talking to people as they arrived all wrapped up in their wet gear against the elements. And when he came in, he said, you do realise it's cancelled, don't you? (laughs) No, no. Um, So it was cancelled. We haven't been back yet. We will go back and do that journey because we wanted to record it, to share it with our listeners as well and record our experiences. Mm. Um, But from there on then, what opened up in front of us was a very was an evening of a strange experience. Mm. Mm. And it became clearer and clearer in hindsight as halfway through we knew we were actually experiencing a strange evening. Mm. But towards the end, and 
the days afterwards, looking back on it, we knew that we'd stepped into a time-altered space, mm. shall we Definitely. say. It had a different quality, didn't yeah. it? It really felt different. Yeah. Very, very mm. different. And, and if I can hand over to Amanda, mm. Amanda brought some information uh, that she brought along with her from some people that you were con in contact with mm. Mm. about the significant energy changes of that day. Do you remember... I do. I remember saying that it was a very, um, it was going to be a very interesting energy coming in that day. But I can't remember whether it was a full moon or there was a, it was a special solar energy that was coming in. But it was definitely an energy that was going to bring some form of transformation. It was uh, an accelerated yeah. energy, so you could expect the unexpected. So I guess. Really, that should have given us a bit of a warning. Sure. Although, in fairness, I, I was kind of, you know, you're going to Avebury anyway with the with the idea of walking the stones in torchlight. So you're already thinking, I'm going to go into some kind of, something good's going to happen. Something interesting's going yes. to happen. So I think we all went with a kind of heightened expectation that we were on an adventure. Um, but it turned out different than we thought. But it wasn't the adventure we'd gone to experience. That, no. was, that was the interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, we thought sort of shamanically we, we'd be looking at the stones by looking back into the past and understanding the ancients and what they did and why, mm. and we could have some experience. But we actually had, we actually had an experience of walking through a labyrinth, actually foot by foot. Yes, yes. Moment by moment throughout the evening. Yes, That yes. only completed by the time we got home. Mm. Um, and we really did experience it. And mm. so it was a very... A very ex experiential, physical, mm. yes. and conscious mm. journey, mm. Um, and we were realizing afterwards that it it was actually the labyrinth that we walked in. We, mm. the whole configuration of everything, had brought us to a labyrinth understanding of us facing our own shadows. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even the fact that Peter had been trying to get hold of you all day, he'd been texting you. Yes. There had been he had tried to communicate with you and you yes. hadn't you hadn't received those communications again. The minute we were on that journey, we were very much in a different space where the outside world wasn't reaching us. We, we you know, no. that was, you know, and and as yeah. we talk about this more of course towards the end of that evening we saw that again with systems external systems failing they weren't they weren't present for us we weren't able to connect because we were in very much an almost a different dimension mm. well this is and this is what mm. labyrinth the labyrinths are all about so we thought we'd bring this to people listening mm. to explain to them that if you have an insight on labyrinth or you everybody's heard about labyrinths but if you have an insight on it, you understand a labyrinth to be um, to be um, something on the ground mm -hmm. that is like a spiral that mm. you walk around for some strange reason. And that it, some people I know will have an understanding that has some sort of symbolic understanding that's come from ancient times. Mm. But what we've come today is to give a personal explanation mm of how people are walking labyrinths in their lives all the time. Albeit yes. unconsciously. Yes. Unconsciously, more likely. Mm. But uh, walking the labyrinths that are on the ground all over the world, or making your own, you then consciously step into, and 
they are they they can take you into a different time zone yes. or time energy they are portals mm. portals mm. or windows to an inner space of your own mm. or a change of dimension mm. for mm. you to explore who and what you are yeah. and what you need to be and what you're not for instance mm. Mm. um and we experience that obviously we'll go on to explain our experience of on the stones you know in so, a very personal way yes but for the moment, let's go into more detail of what a labyrinth is, um, as brought to us from history, shall mm. we say. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony, would you like to give us some sort of understanding of the, the, the Minotaur? Yes, of course. <laughs> the yes. Minotaur. The Minotaur is what everybody knows about. The myth that a lot of people may be aware of, or the key myth, is the idea of the Minotaur, which is a, a half-human, half-ball type character. Mm. Bull as in cow. As in cow, yep. And then the actual story involves the hero called... Theseus. Theseus, Theseus. yes. Theseus, mm -hmm. who moves towards the centre of the labyrinth, guided by the inspiration of the priestess Ariadne. Uh, I, I believe also um, you're able to expand on this story, uh, Amanda, in this sort of mythological um, element of it anyway. I think well, I think there are some very good write-ups out there, and I would definitely encourage people to go and explore this um, in more detail themselves if they're interested. But certainly, um, on a more metaphysical level, it's about the the divine masculine calling on the divine feminine. So there's the uh, the idea that of course we're both made up of uh, masculine and feminine energies, yeah. and it's the the physical masculine going in to face. Um, something that he needs to overcome a challenge it's a kind of initiation really mm. um and he calls upon the divine feminine for help which of course is our inner voice our intuition um to help him find the solution to overcome this challenge and of course this is what we do when we we walk the labyrinth in our lives so mm. yes there is a there's a lot behind it and i would definitely encourage people to to do their own research on that if that's something that they they're interested in themselves mm. yeah it's it's a very interesting story and um i think it's relevant to all of us in our own in our own personal lives i think you'll agree Heather. yeah can i just go back on um a, a bit of information i have here of the legend mm. of mm. the myth shall yeah. we say yeah. um if i just go into um detail a bit of detail about that it it does paint a, a clear picture it starts apparently with King Minos mm -hmm. that was relevant to Creek or Greece in ancient times. Yeah. Do you know your history, ladies and gentlemen? Well, yes, yes yeah. In Crete, is that certainly. accurate? Yes. yes. Okay. You can go to Knossos, which is in Crete, which uh, I think a lot of the fable it does, um, does come from that area. Oh, great. Thank you. That, so that's that. And apparently Daedalus was an important person within the court of King Minos. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he was. Um, I think he was the royal builder or architect. Okay. Yeah, um, vaguely remember. Quote. Don't, don't um, jump on me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think he Daedalus um, built a house of a, of a wine of winding passages to house a bull man called the Minotaur. So this was. I think you'll find a, a very sanctified creature hmm. because it the uh, my understanding is a bull but a particular species of bull was heralded as um a particularly strong huge courageous type creature hmm. at one time hmm. 
Um, and so a bull man, therefore, is a very holy creature. Mm. That's my understanding of it. And so this bull man is called the Minotaur. King Minos's queen, which is Pasiphae, who is Pasiphae, actually had, um, she was rather, <laughs> she was rather, um, Turned on, can I say, <laughs> by this bull man? I think you're so okay he's probably <laughs> well, well endowed, maybe. I don't want to go too far. So. Um, and she ended up actually having his child. Would mm. you believe it? So she had this this child, and because this child was born of the son of his beloved queen, um, he then felt that it was important to preserve. Um, everything about the bull man because that was the father of the child so he honoured the father of the child even though it wasn't his because he felt therefore this child was a very sacred child mm. but in fact the bull man was supposed to be very special a very special sac sacrifice mm -hmm. killed in honour of Poseidon yes, yes. Poseidon mm. um, king of the oceans mm -hmm. um, shall we say or god of the oceans um, so that was to pacify the storms at sea, yeah. keep Poseidon happy. Um, but King Minos couldn't do that. He felt that the, the, the father of the child should stay alive. So Poseidon demanded sacrifice of um, young women and young men, but many of them from the locality. So that was quite a sacrifice for all of them. Um, and this King Minos granted. So all of these poor, young, nubile, young, uh, energetic youngsters of the area were then sent, uh, 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 sent to their deaths to appease Poseidon. I can't say it, can well, I, Well, that folks? was better. Oh, that was better, OK. Poseidon. You're getting there, I'm definitely. Getting um, and, um, but... Um, King Minos's daughter, called Ariadne, fell in love with one of these young men that were being sent to his death, um, the victims of, of um, to give over to the to uh, Poseidon. She so desperately wanted to save him that she had a magical thread, like a, a ball of yarn or string, mm -hmm. and she held on to one hand and uh, end of it and gave him the other. And then he went into the uh, labyrinth of tunnels, shall we say, to, um, to um, the bull man and killed him. Um, and then the only way he could find his way back again was to follow the thread back again. Mm -hmm. Is that making sense, mm -hmm. folks? Yes. This yeah. is a shortened version. Mm. Um, and therefore, she saved the love of her life, and that is what the whole story of the labyrinth is about. Mm. So really, I think that that is very much a, a, a symbolic story mm. of life and and um, finding your way through difficulties and yes. finding your way back yes. out again. Yes, mm. definitely. Would anybody mm. like to add to that? No, I think I think that's that sums it up quite nicely. Yeah. So, okay, so let's so to say that the whole story seems to have come out of that myth. Mm. So, what sort of uh, legend 
that that came from, we don't know. Mm. But we do know that that myth was created. And that myth has gone off and developed in all different parts yes. of the world according mm. to their own backgrounds, their own stories, their own mythology, their own religions. We, we know that. But what we've got left with is many, many different types of um, patterns that can make the labyrinths. Mm. And you mm. will find mm. them from ancient times scratched out on rocks and mm. on ground um, all over the place. Um, the one thing we have got, though, that there is something very um, enigmatic about the centre mm. and mm. how to get to the centre mm. and how to get out. Mm. Um, and that is, seems to be a basic all the way through. Mm. Mm. The curious thing that I like very much is that quite a few of these labyrinths drawn they do become reminiscent of what we know that the human brain looks like the two yeah. sides of the brain yeah. and yeah. the stem mm -hmm. into the nervous system and the coming up to the center mm. we can therefore um, overlay mm -hmm. the brain and the understanding of the left side of the brain and the right side of the mm. brain we can mm. overlay it um, over the, the labyrinth and realise that maybe we're taking a journey mm. a journey that takes us into ourselves or yep. into our thinking or into our, our baggage did you not say Amanda something about uh, with for some people it was about the male and female and the and the the interplay between masculine and feminine yeah yeah Basically, it's it's very much about how do we use those different energies to, to help us in life, because it's recognising that, of course, we're made up of the, the combination of the two. We're neither one nor the other. We, we, have, we have both within us, and it's understanding how those energies work together or against each other in some <laughs> cases, probably a lot of cases, um, and how, how we can actually bring those energies in harmony and work with them to, to find our way through the labyrinths of life so yeah there is an element definitely. they do say that the 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 um the female is represented in one part or the feminine or the the, the feminine i think you'll find very often that the uh, the feminine side is our intuitive side and intuition is very much seen as a feminine vibration whereas the active going out into the world is the the masculine side and that's a masculine vibration. It's much more in the world. It's it's the the survival, the logic side of the brain, whereas the feminine is the intuitive, sensing, feeling side of the brain. And and we need both to function successfully. So if if, if somebody took up a practice of walking the labyrinth, mm -hmm. then they are exploring. We think both sides both of sides, self. I would say so. Yeah. Right. Uh, can I can I interject in here that we think it's a good idea if if later we we talk more on on, on more uh, series. Yeah. Um, mm. That we um, bring in different methods of exploring yeah. the labyrinth pattern. Yeah. 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 But that today we're talking about how we found ourselves seemingly walking in the labyrinth. And finding things out about ourselves, like you said, Aunt, mm. that we we were aware of before. Well, you know, it was facing shadows, mm. really. Mm. And 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 it is it is stated that that the centre, if you see it in a different way, is the uh, is waiting. The Minotaur 
is our shadow. Mm. It's the thing to be afraid of mm. all the time. Mm. Um, and it's very important that we do find that. And I, I'm, I'm going to say that... Um, that labyrinths aren't mazes. No, it's important. Mm. One of the important distinctions, I believe, mm. is that um, in a maze, you can actually, there's points at which you have to kind of backtrack on yourself because the progression through is blocked. Yeah. So a, a maze really, in a way, if you think about it, is very much an intellectual thing because you have to use your intellect to try and work out yeah. your um, way out. Whereas um, the labyrinth is much more of a spiritual thing because it's about about the journey of selfhood really isn't it i mean that's one of the key yeah. differences it's getting into one's own psychology or mm. one's own emotions or one's own some would say spirituality mm. but it is getting into uh, um it's getting into uh, a deep investigation into who really am i mm. and what mm. am i mm. that's what mm. it's getting to yeah. because there's lots of blockages mm. that can that can blind you or trip you up on the way mm. um, and that's the whole point of a labyrinth there is a turf cut labyrinth on the top of St Catherine's Hill which is just outside of the, the city of Winchester which is in Hampshire in the UK, in Hampshire in the UK um, that people walk over with interest but I don't think many people just w walk the labyrinth from a a deeper inquiry point of view mm. um, but I've noticed when I've taken people there to walk that labyrinth and set them up the process to do so it's interesting how and when you trip over mm. and it sends you into a real deep concentration mm. because there comes a point where you have to concentrate mm. otherwise you do trip up yeah. well yeah. heavens yeah. that really shows you a mirror to life mm. of your mm. own life mm. so if the labyrinth is set up for you to explore it in a, in a proactive and organized way it does show you where you trip you subconsciously will trip up in places where they're relevant to where you trip up in your life mm. Mm. yeah and, and also uh, an understanding of the labyrinth is that once you get to the core and you're attempting to navigate your way out. The interesting thing is it's analogous, the core or the centre of a labyrinth, to the centre point on a compass. So then you've got the cardinal points, north, east, south and west. Yeah. So then almost you're yeah. in the centre, then you can kind of navigate your yeah. way out. That is the way I often set up, but we'll come to that at a later episode, sure. setting up. But I will say that that's how I like to, coming from a shamanic background, mm. we're very much mm. conscious of mm. the values of of energies mm. of the north south east and yeah. what that represents to a human being and that's mapping mm. and it helps organizations and for in for listeners that might be interested in that subject area we did a recording didn't we on the medicine wheel the shamanic medicine wheel yes so please do check out that episode yeah. it's an interesting yeah. discussion and the medicine wheel is another labyrinth yes yes, and then, yes yeah. of course. once you start to understand you see it everywhere. Right, yeah the labyrinths yeah. are everywhere mm. and it's interesting even when you just go for an evening out to walk around some stones for a bit, <laughs> bit, of, a bit of fun mm. you end up finding yourself so i'll come to that to say that when you put that concentration into a labyrinth mm. and exploring it to walk walk within your own inquiry or psychology if you like. therefore your psychology mm. um 
your concentration is so deep by going in the intriguing pathways that gives you because of course the pathways aren't straightforward they're in and out back no. and forward mm. and on mm. that concentration as you go through it you get deeper and deeper into concentration which enables shifting of time or space mm. Mm. and therefore believe it or not they are portals, mm. dimensional mm. portals. Mm. You mentioned mm. about that, didn't you, Amanda? Mm. You understand them as portals, don't you? Well, certainly from our experience, that that opened, that really did bring it home to me. Just what a different space we were in, you know, because there was that whole thing where we couldn't be communicated with. And um, I think, you know, the atmosphere when we actually went into the stones and what happened there was just, it was quite surreal. Yeah, it, I it, think, it, the whole yeah. thing, you just felt, you knew you were in a different space. You couldn't relate it to anything. And of course it was pitch black as well, sure. which was interesting. So just for our listeners, we'll, we'll return to the mm. stones at Avery Heather. And there we were standing. Um, it was quite noisy because it's quite a busy road. I mean, some of our listeners may be aware that there's... Um, part of where the stones are there's quite a busy road so there was the traffic wasn't there behind us yeah and we was all three of us we were standing um i don't know about how how many yards would you say away from the stone about 100 yards oh no about 10 yards i think it was from the actual stone that was um oh oh, before oh yes we we first of all went into where there's like the gateway of the two stones isn't there quite just opposite the path yes um and the road Espens around right. the pub yeah. in the yeah. middle of the village, yeah. but it, believe it or not, though it's a very small country road, mm. it's a very busy, busy. road. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There, there seems to be a crossroads that goes through that somehow in some way, and um, after finding out that the the tour around the stones uh, a la a la Peter Knight mm. was cancelled. Um, bless his heart, he invited us to his house to do a recording, which is... That's uh, how the recording in terms of Does Humanity Have a Future yeah. uh, came about. That's right. So we did that recording with him. But we said to him, before we come down to you, Pete, um, we're just going to have a quick look we around the big explorers. Um, <laughs> and And just go over to the field just opposite there and just uh, for a minute and we'll, we'll come down later. He said, fine. So we, we we went across the road, um, and there's the two big stones there. And I, is is one the goddess? I'm, do you know, I'm not. Now this, I'd this. have to yes, yeah. I'd have to research this um, again. Yeah. Sorry, folks, we should be up to speed on that, but we will come to that. Mm. But with the, it's like a gateway. You go through t- two huge standing stones. I mean, they are huge mm. too. Mm. Um, and you go through, and we did that. The ground was seriously muddy. Well, it was mm. pouring with rain by this stage, wasn't yeah. it? And we, Most we were sane people soaked. were inside, we weren't they? It was pitch black, <laughs> pitch black. We didn't really, couldn't see where we were going. Absolutely. And it was pouring down. So we were slipping and sliding through these yeah. stones. Yeah. And what was interesting was that I, when we were just beyond, we'd gone through the gap between the two and we just beyond and we were looking out over the field no reason, really. Mm. Um, well, there's no real sort of logical reason why we stopped at that point. No, we, no, just no, we just did. And I saw Amanda slip. I, well, I slid backwards. Yes. I, I went, I went yes. off backwards. I didn't fall over, but I did do a nice little ski backwards, which I thought was you very did. interesting. I clocked mm. that momentarily mm. and thought, go careful, Heather, mm. because you've had several <laughs> disastrous trips and falls recently we were together with when you the previous when you went one over on your broke own. my yeah, foot yeah that's yeah. right 
Um, before that, I busted my knee, and before that, I broke a thumb. God. So please be very careful if you ever go out with Heather anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a whole string of episodes yeah. of these things happening, and we have queried why. I mean, I've come to understandings yeah. about it, I must say. Um, but, um, um, and I clocked that and thought, right, Heather, go careful, because you seriously don't want to fall over again. You really <laughs> don't want this to happen. So I was very careful. Mm. And I came to stand in between the two of you, I remember, just that we moved, manoeuvred slightly. Mm. Um, I'm nearly swearing there. <laughs> blow me down <laughs> my feet just went from underneath mm. me completely i smacked back on my yeah. my rucksack or what do we call them these days yeah, yeah. yeah that'll do. rucksack on the back mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. as i went down i remember this massive lightning light emanated out from my back mm. very clearly from underneath which I thought was as weird as hell mm. as I went down mm. knocked to the wind out of me and I laid there with nearly with my feet in the air <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the most dignified position <laughs> it was dark I have to say other than the light that suddenly flashed out oh, from dear. behind my back and uh, um, uh, uh, for some reason that I'd never seen anything like that before and it was nanosecond it happened mm. So by the time you two saw that I'd fallen well, in between or heard, the two, rather. or heard because I yeah, <laughs> yelped a bit, um, and you pulled me up um, and got me standing because I could not get up on my own no. because well, no. it was so muddy and mm. so slippery. When mm. I dug my heels in, they just went. Yeah. Would, so I had to be hauled up undignified again. <laughs> um, but you know they humour me being the old lady, <laughs> um, which was funny. Um, but anyway, I was okay this time, just sort of a bit knocked, but mm. but not uh, damaged, which was a blessing. And I thought, for goodness sake, walk carefully, because otherwise I'm going to get hurt again. Um, and we then said we saw a big, a big sanding stone on the other side of the field That's that kept right. lighting up in in the car lights that were yes. Yes. so it caught our attention. Around. It was being illuminated yes. in flashes, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And we so we said, um, let's go and have a look at it. Mm. Why the field was full of sheep droppings? Oh, I tell you, my boots were green after that. I noticed <laughs> that the next day. They were they were covered well, in Heather's it. Heather's face was green. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh dear, how embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, so we went over and said, "Why did we go across that field? We were just and so look at pulled. that big stone. We were there. all pulled there, oh. though. We? we all had the same was, thought. Yeah, it was an absolute necessity. Mm. It was signalling to us clearly. So we were in, we were in the, we were in the place. We, we were, were in that time zone. Mm. We were in that energy. It was happening, and we just were went with it. Mm. And, the, and mm. we had the weirdest, weirdest experience. Mm. And we stood, we just stood there in front of this stone. We were what? Did you say about ten yards? About away? ten yards. Mm. Yeah, yeah. About ten ten yards. yards. And what's that in meters for people who don't know yards? Well, it's is it about fifteen? Um, yeah, fifteen like meters that. away. Yeah, mm. yeah. about mm. fifteen meters away. We stood there in front of this big stone, and we saw what for us at that moment was the most remarkable sight. Mm. Somebody mm. want to say what they saw? Would you like... Well, I'll start with, for me, I mean, obviously we focus on ourselves, don't we? And what I could see was my shadow, which I thought, OK, that's not particularly curious, bearing in mind we've got the light from the headlights of the road and they're projecting behind us, so it's going to produce a shadow. But the curious thing for me 
which piqued my interest. Well, that's a bit strange. My shadow kept flickering in and out. So as it when it flickered, it disappeared. You and disappeared. I I disappeared. You disappeared. I completely that, disappeared. That's what, that's what really shook me. Mm. Was one minute you were there, and the next minute you weren't. You were mm. gone. Mm. And I immediately by us looking at the shadow, with the headlights coming up behind us in the road. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it just had this you disappearing effect, mm. Mm. coming mm. there and disappearing, coming, and it really spoke to you. It didn't spoke it? to me very quickly. I didn't. It didn't require sort of later contemplation at Peter's uh, when we did the recording. Straight away, it was speaking to me in terms of how I can have this propensity, ironically, as a host of a podcast, but uh, this <laughs> propensity okay. towards wanting to withdraw, you know, into the shadows and not putting myself out there on a public forum or even in day-to-day -day life and it's like showing me you know is it, it I, I you know how much do you are you am I still uh, inclining towards that and, yes. it, and it really did yes. strike me as actually it was like a call to action because mm -hmm. I felt mm -hmm. no actually I want I want to be seen I want to be you know more in the limelight I don't want to hide hide myself away because in those moments when the the shadow flickered and I looked at I looked at the stone and there was no even shadow of me. It felt really yeah. it almost like far part of me was dying or, or wasn't yeah. there and it was mm. a real wake up mm. call. Mm. And it really did shake me when I saw it happening to mm. you because it wasn't like we were just watching, oh there's shadow come the lights come no, past. It wasn't just a point of interest, it was there far was more profound. There, mm. Yeah, something profound mm. where you just kept disappearing. Mm. Mm. And I'd look at the two of Asha. There was Amanda was on my left side, mm. you were on my right side, right. and I all the time we we could see the shadow, but it was a strong shadow, almost like a real project projection of each one of us mm. on the stone. Mm. But they they didn't disappear with the lights coming and go, the the headlights going they, past. They didn't appear. To no. They no. stayed, mm. but they mm. stayed as very powerful, mm. which like whoa! Mm. I almost felt like a whole chunk of me was up there on that stone. Did you? I yeah, well actually no I I felt quite differently I was I was just very very curious I just looked at this um this shadow and thought gosh I know that's my shadow but it doesn't look at all like I would have expected my shadow to look like and right. I thought my right. gosh that that looks totally not like me at all and um or how you know my perception of how I think I would look and I I was struggling to relate to it I was like well I know that's my shadow mm. Because I'm looking at it, but part of me struggling to connect with what that is, and um, I was I was just looking at it with a kind of detached curiosity, really, and it was almost like, well, finally, it's revealed itself to me because I've I've had lots of dreams where I've met my shadow in dreams, but right, I haven't right. actually as but it, as as it turns out, always a, it was always a masculine shadow, uh, whereas of wow. course. You, who could say what whether it was masculine or feminine sure. on the stone because it was it really could have been anything for all of us but um I thought well here we are here we are finally you've come into my world you know I'm instead of me going into my dream world to meet you you're here meeting me in my world you know and, and there was and that's nothing all that, I was thinking and it wasn't fantasy that was doing no. that it was hitting you powerfully it wasn't was it very... you had no choice no, but to realize absolutely. that absolutely and yeah. this is what I'm trying to explain to the listeners yeah, in the context of the we labyrinth. weren't there and, mm. and fantasizing up 
from a, a silly point of view no, and like, oh, well, listen, no. what can I make of that? These these things that we, because the, the energy was so strained that these things were making us take notice yeah. and know what they were. We yeah. weren't thinking, what does that look like? Mm. We were mm. told. It was very powerful And also, moment. just add, you know, we weren't in the lead up, we weren't doing any rituals, any practices or any no. meditations. No. no, no, we hadn't no, gone to do this at nothing. all. We hadn't, we, we no. had no, we were just sort of aimlessly, we thought, yes. strolling around some stones in the dark and the wet, and, as and you do. I don't, I don't know if, <laughs> if you guys would agree, but for me, it was, it's analogous to this, this, obviously was talking about life's labyrinth, yes. the labyrinth, that, you know, we're all immersed in this labyrinth um, of self whether mm. you like it or not mm. so again you yeah. know as with other things in life this process is uh, is happening whether you're aware of it or not yes. and, and that's the point this is what we're bringing it to to the listeners for because we realize that we there's more to this we will come come to it in a moment but we realized that we had a, a, a living experience of the labyrinth taking us into slightly altered space and recognizing Definitely. a deeper mm. story and a steeper reality mm. about ourselves and about life mm. than what but when we came away from that we realized that happened we also were aware that people are more walking these labyrinths than they realize which is mm. what you're trying to Absolutely. say yeah. and mm. i will come back and say it really did alarm me to see your shadow disappearing so it wasn't about oh isn't that cute there is one minute when the <laughs> lights go past and then he isn't then he's there and then he it wasn't it i was i was like oh my god i was looking at it and i felt what you were saying it's like mm. oh my god you keep just going you keep becoming nothing mm. nothing mm. and and it did alarm me it was such mm. a strong like oh my god it was very frightening for me mm. it well, was but i think not we felt simple. that didn't we yeah. we felt yeah. i think your reaction was was playing on us as well wasn't it i mean we were picking up on that whole mm. That that just just the kind of shock and the realization and the ah you know and mm. I think that 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 was all adding to mm. the whole mm. feeling of the of the evening. Because for well. you guys, I think it's true um, that your own experience of what happened with the shadow projection on the stone, it kind of um, your understanding of what it meant to you personally. That it followed over time, didn't it? Whereas yeah, for me, it was yeah. a very instant thing. It's like, you know, being smacked round the head mm, with a yes. bit of four mm. by two wood. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yes. wake up, handman. Yeah, this yeah. is, you know, this is a part of you that you're not realising or that you're running away from. Mm, yeah. Mm. It, but it was an alarming image. Yeah, even for me to look at and yeah. see. It was very... Mm. Uh, uh, um, so, uh, and I'll say, well, we're, when I looked at the two of us, so, mm. so most of the time, Ant wasn't there. Although mm. he was stood beside me, mm. we're looking at the shadow. And but ours was uh, our shadows were taller than ourselves and yes. you're taller than me mm. and yours was big I mm. mean not big out but big mm. up mm. you were you were a tall tall being yeah. you were tall mm. very prominent very very tall and me being shorter I was next to you um so that was what struck me about mm. yours mm. you're much bigger than you realize mm. as a being mm. As an existence, that's that's what struck me about it. Very powerful. I'll second that. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked at mine, and I went, "Gosh, you don't like seeing. You don't like facing your shadow. Right. You yeah. don't like mm. facing your shadow. Mm. This is a this is saying time to face up. Time mm. to face up to a part of your shadow that you avoid. 
um, and, and it screamed at me mm. uh, and areas of my life and I thought, oh my God, I know what that is. Oh dear, I, I don't, all right, okay, here it is, it's whatever it is. But like you, 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 you encapsulated the understanding of it immediately. Mm. Did, yeah. But it came stronger and stronger to us over the, yeah. the, the evening, didn't I would it, yours? Say so. mm. And they're different, different than yours. Um, so that, that was, um, we, we were just wow, we were just wowed by it for that moment as we stood there for a while and just watched, watched with, um, shock really well, and surprise. I, I think we were mesmerized. I think it's yes. that thing that you, yes, you, you see something, you know, that's, that's sort of shocking, but you can't stop looking. You're, you're, no. you're, you're yeah. just, you, you, we just couldn't tear ourselves away. I mean, yeah. it, we yeah. were just, and we were, getting wetter we, and wetter. Were, we were, <laughs> And we were just fascinated. I, I just yeah. don't think we because we weren't just looking at oh, there's your shadow. That's right. No, we weren't. There was no. a there was a, something about us coming back mm. at us from the mm. from from this big big stone, this mm. magical stone. I, I mean, it was um, it was it was a real wake up call, mm. um, and the reality of something amazing happening really hit us. Yes, but yes. we couldn't couldn't really understand it all at that point we just like whoa look at that what's going on what's mm. that about and, you, and yet yet also getting that it really was pointing at us yes quite specifically at what we needed to look at i think the fact was that i think it said to us we were meant to be there at that mm, time we know that now. you know because it, everything was no, nothing mm. could nothing could prevent us from going there we were going no mm. matter what mm. even though the reason we were actually going had actually been taken away you know yeah. that was that yeah. had been cancelled but yeah. there we were we were we were still warmth no we mm. need to go and meet this our destiny you know we are being called into this and we didn't know that then. no we didn't when we left the field we got in the car and we started driving we had instructions and it wasn't very far away where peter lived mm. Mm. and we found we <laughs> we had this sensation when we went into the housing estate that it lives in yes so we were just going around in circles yeah yeah um and it was then I popped up and said for the yes. first time, oh my God, we're in a labyrinth. Mm. Mm. Because I couldn't get over the fact that no matter what corner we went through, round, we had to go, we were on sat-nav, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And we, we'd had instructions and we seemed to just be, every corner we went round, it wasn't where no. we, and there we kept going round the corner on, the, <laughs> on these, and these roads around the houses. And it was just, I was just like, how's going on here yeah. and I said oh my god we're in the mm. labyrinth mm. and you both went what yeah. <laughs> what I said we're in a labyrinth he went oh okay <laughs> what's she talking about <laughs> type of thing mm. anyway we got there didn't mm. we we went mm. along we sat down we did that recording we had a wonderful meal given to us mm. by, by uh, Sue and, and Pete um, lovely people lovely convivial evening mm. um but what I think was I, uh, as, uh, something that came to your realisation about being there, is it something you can elaborate on in any way or would you prefer not to? I don't know, would you... Well, um, I don't you'd mind it being said that you've never been one to put yourself forward in the public eye before mm. and um, we all enticed you to speak... I see what, where you're going, And yeah. that was your first introduction yeah. to speaking mm. this mm. and I felt that uh, afterwards that this was something to do with 
the shadow. Yeah, definitely. I think, I, yeah, absolutely, yes. I'd conveniently forgotten about that, but you're quite right, actually. So there you are. There's another yeah. one. It's, um, Can I say, but before we started the recording, you were um, fiercely go, shaking your head saying, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to speak. <laughs> I'm not going to speak. And yet we knew you had amazing stuff to talk about and add to whatever. We knew that. Mm. Well, um, it's very and kind of you, but when you I wasn't convinced. And, and I know, you know, I know, but, but when she spoke, <laughs> <laughs> you but had amazing words of wisdom you're, you're to add. Quite, you're quite right, and I think you know it is important to to recognise these things. And, and very often we need other people to point them out to us because yeah. you know we're very much yeah. in the thick of something that a transformative process, and yeah. and you can't see it's not clear to you that uh, that the way you need to go and and what it's trying to tell you. And yes, absolutely, I think one of one of my challenges in life. Is is to put myself out there and and to be heard. Um, it's not something that I'm I I've ever tried to do, and I'm not particularly comfortable doing it. But um, yes, I think when people say to you, "Oh, well, actually, we'd like to hear what you have to say," mm. then you feel okay. Well, somebody's mm. giving me a little nudge, maybe. Mm. And, but yes, it, it the labyrinth absolutely the challenge is to go out of your comfort zone. Ant was clearly out of his, stood in front of his <laughs> flickering shadow. Yeah, yeah. I don't was, exist. I was. Yeah. He was on the spot then. I yeah. was on the spot at Peter's house because it was like, whoa, nobody said anything about recording anything I have to say. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, and again, you know, I couldn't get away. He couldn't. He mm. couldn't pull himself away from the stone, and I was very much stuck in this in this mm. house um, with, with, with lovely people, but mm. um, and, and facing making, the microphone. <laughs> and making sure that you spoke. Absolutely, to... absolutely. And there, there wasn't even any getting out of it because it was like, yes, Amanda, as uh, here we go, you know. Yes. Oh, right. And wouldn't you say that, Amanda? <laughs> um, yeah, on yeah. The recording, you will hear it if you listen into that series, so, folks. Yeah, folks you, uh, direct experience of labyrinth-type yeah. challenges. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And I will say, but I can't elaborate that there was a particular challenge for me mm. on that evening there also oh, but I, I i can't I, yeah there's this there's there's, there's there's um it's not just for my um discretion it's for others as well so yeah. i will say that and i have a feeling that there there was a challenge for you also but i don't think you can elaborate upon that and not at right? this point no you can't and i i agree so i can only say to our listeners that there were um, that I particularly had a challenge mm. that was part of my shadow mm. At, mm. on that evening mm. there, but um, yeah, but I did recognise um, Ant uh, that evening also. Mm. Part of the shadow that he was describing that he saw against the stone mm. had also appeared as we went through the evening, mm. relevant to his everyday life. And that also happened to me as we went through that evening. And I recognised that as we went through that everyday life in that evening. Yes. Um, <laughs> it definitely happened while we were there, interesting. So going to the house was going to the Minotaur mm. for each one of us. I recognised after, but in hindsight, because while we were living yes. through it, yeah. again, it's, it's harder to spot and mm. it's better not to. Mm. But... A reassessing uh, that, like over the following day, I suddenly saw that each one of us made our way to the Minotaur in the centre, mm. which was our shadows, interestingly enough. I mean, it's a wonderful <clears throat> thought, isn't it, that there we are all having this lovely meal with 
delightful people and all smiling and and really enjoying ourselves and yet underneath there's so much going, going on, on with yes. the shadows you yeah. know and that yeah. I find absolutely yeah. you know we 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 couldn't really see what was going on underneath with everybody but clearly yeah. there was a lot um yeah it, that's a brilliant way of describing it and we hope mm. by sharing our story you know that um our listeners can relate to it maybe events that have happened in their own lives that they now kind of think oh well that, that was very much like a, mm. a labyrinth type mm. um, I have scenario. this triggers recognition for people because mm. that's the learning when you mm. realize mm. you learn a lot from it and that takes you forward that would be great if people got in touch with us with mm. their their and gave it give us their stories mm. um what uh, uh, i have to say that Peter Knight and his partner Sue Wallace yeah. didn't have a clue that we were come facing our shadows. No. It wasn't no. them. No. It wasn't their house. No. It was the situation within us that we were experiencing but understanding about ourselves separately course, yeah. and that went uh, as you say Amanda it went on underneath mm. what we were actually doing and we didn't even realize at that point that 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 was our minotaur mm. um and maybe we'll tell Pete and Sue one day <laughs> we haven't told them and yet. maybe they'll hear this recording and find out anyway <laughs> yeah it's a bit embarrassing <laughs> but uh, if they do hear it they'll be very intrigued I think um um, but the intriguing thing was was after doing the recording and thoroughly enjoying the evening, uh, we said, "Well, we've got to make we've got to make our way back home now. It's quite a journey." So Peter gave us instructions from there. Amanda had a fairly good idea anyway of the and the roads, and then we had her very efficient <laughs> sat nav and got in our cars and waved goodbye and said thank you. Um, and how long did it take us till we got on the road that actually started to take us home? About an hour, wasn't oh, it? Oh, at least, at least. And we'd spent an, over an hour trying to find our way out of the area. Yeah. Even the sat-nav kept misdirecting yeah. us over and over again. We, we, we were going in circles. We were, we were blown off course totally. It was just, it was, it was, because I was driving, it was the weirdest feeling for me. I just felt that something else had taken over the controls because, <laughs> no, it was, mm. you know, it, I, it I, was weird. I know the area. I know, <laughs> you know, I don't live far from there. So I knew where we were. I knew which direction we needed to go in um i wasn't particularly needing to listen to the sat nav but even uh, stupidly i did and it just it just blew us totally off course and this is what i mean about we were still in a different space yeah. you know and we, yeah. we weren't we, we weren't yeah. getting the the real time signals if you like from no. the real world because no. we were in a different dimension no longer where, relevant. where they just weren't there i mean the compass mm. points as we know them didn't exist in the space yeah. we were busy spinning around and in. the compass point you're referring to is societies and the physical world yeah that yeah. we set our knowing in that's right that wasn't there it wasn't relevant but i sat there in the car <laughs> absolutely thrilled to bits because I could see we were in the labyrinth and it's like well we're going to come out of it eventually oh, but we've just got to go way. with it till we came out of it so I sat there intrigued and loving every minute of it knowing that we still need to get home before we actually need um, the, 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 the toilets. Because <laughs> yeah. time was getting on by. I now. was getting very frustrated. I really, I struggled terribly with, with that whole thing. Because, you know, even, even right outside Winchester, which is where I live, right outside, I went left when I knew I should have gone right. Yeah. And I, and I knew the minute I turned left, I'd gone, yeah. I'd headed off in the wrong direction yeah. again. And mm. I couldn't 
believe it. What was what Wonderful. was driving me? Where yeah. was where where was I receiving this information? Yeah. Wonderful, mm. absolutely wonderful. And it was then, uh, uh, um, over the next few days, I suddenly understood the whole picture. I don't know how clear Amanda and, and Aunt mm. took it on board uh, by the next day. Mm. But, you know, it. I mean, I, it just all became very clear to me. And mm. I couldn't wait to pass to you to see if... Mm. To see if um, if you'd taken on that picture, um, I am terrible imposing my visions upon people, and I shouldn't because their visions are their own. But I wanted to share what I was seeing and see if it made sense. Yeah. And yeah. it made sense, didn't mm. it, to all of us? Can I say thank you both for sharing um, those insights? It's really been interesting for me as well as, well as our listeners, hopefully. Mm. And I say in future episodes on this whole series called Life's Labyrinth, we will be sharing more information about mm. labyrinths, their meaning, mm. uh, you know, the symbolic meaning, the metaphorical meaning. Um, so please do listen in, folks. We've really only given a, a snapshot, haven't we? Really? Yes, yes. We've just begun, really, on the explanation mm. that the meaning of the labyrinth that we all live in or the different labyrinths that we live in, mm. they're real. Mm. And it's real and we can understand them so better. So just to bring us towards the end of this episode, I've found this really nice, juicy quote. Uh, it comes from the Celestine Vision. It's a Facebook page, uh, obviously um, on the theme of the Celestine Prophecy, which we've been covering recently. We're still mm. in the middle of co covering. So I'll read it for the benefit of our listeners. I think because it is a nice, simple, but quite profound summary of what we're talking about here mm. in terms of the labyrinth. Yeah, So brilliant. it says... You're walking the labyrinth of life. Yes, you're meant to move forward, but almost never in a straight line. Yes, there's an element of achievement, of beginning and ending, but those are minor compared to the element of being here now. In the moments you stop trying to conquer the labyrinth of life and simply inhabit it, you'll realise it was designed to hold you safe as you explore what feels dangerous. You'll see that you're exactly where you're meant to be, meandering along a crooked path that is meant to lead you not onward, but inward. And I think that perfectly describes, you know, our experience. Yes. Exactly what happened to us. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, I, and, and hopefully mm. in future, as we explore uh, more episodes going forward that will resonate with our listeners as well in terms of their own life. Heather. Yeah, but we can also like, we can also give instruction on how people explore a labyrinth pattern. So you mean actually walk in a labyrinth themselves uh, on the ground? Mm. Why are them? Mm. That'd be interesting from a shamanic perspective. Yeah, the many different patterns and there's many different ways of going about it. Mm. So we'll bring some in little by little because I think people would like to explore those things for themselves yeah. and understand and see. But also I think by switching into purposely having a go at walking these labyrinths from the one of these patterns and one of these uh, designs um i think they'll start to see how they are actually walking in labyrinth patterns in everyday life mm. in their lives mm. and that gives a, a an opening and an awareness greater than maybe the uh, everybody that people have had before and even those that have had a go with all this i think it can um, uh, research, research, bring a resurgence mm, good word. to have another go mm, and mm. to do it more consciously because um, 
it helps to explore your own world, your own inner world and yes. yourself. It helps yes. tremendously for sorting things out, making things better, seeing seeing the way forward, etc. Mm. Uh, what you're perfectly describing is that we really would like to invite, you know, our listeners to join us um, on this journey, you yeah. know, to the centre of their own labyrinth. Yes. Mm. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's it entirely, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah. what, Amanda. That's, yeah. that's, that's, what we're, well, that's what we're yeah. offering. Yeah. 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 And that's why it's, it's, it's it, 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 more we realised it, more we realised how exciting it was. It's, it's a very exciting thing to do when you realise that you can, you can get a handle on what's going on in your world. Yes. Even mm. if you've played with the labyrinth before, maybe you haven't done this sincerely enough or, or dedicatedly profoundly. or profoundly enough mm. to enable it to all to open up to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Amanda. Well, thank you. I uh, find this very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been really great to have you on the show again. And mm. thank you, Heather. I've been, yes, thank um, you. I look really forward to us doing this again. Mm. Yeah, just mm. to um, share sure. with our listeners mm. our contact uh, details uh, with regards to discerning consciousness. If they would like to contact us with anything to do with the show, comments or ideas for future episodes, please do visit our Facebook page, Discerning Consciousness. You can message us there, and also there's links to all the shows as well, so you can see all our um, back catalogue of shows on there. So thank you all for joining us again. And as I say, please do tune in in the future. We'll be exploring more episodes mm. on the theme of Life's Labyrinth. Um, so we're just signing off now, so goodbye, everyone.